Welcome to Pure Gold, an honest, no-nonsense take on what it means to live daily with sexual integrity, offering practical tips and suggestions on how to strengthen your character, deepen your transparency, and grow in truth through the power of Jesus Christ. Hey everyone, this is Frank Honus, and I want to welcome you to Pure Gold. Uh, this is sort of a special uh, impromptu uh, episode of the podcast this week. Um, I am recording right now after after just learning of the news uh, a few few days ago of the passing of Dr. Mark Laser, who uh, was literally one of the pioneers of the sexual addiction and recovery uh, field, if you will. Um, just a, uh, a giant of a man, uh, and I don't mean that necessarily in stature. He was, I think, a pretty you know, s- uh, small fellow, small guy, I mean, in size and height and stuff, but little guy, but uh, just a tremendous, uh, gentle, uh, loving, caring um, man, uh, husband, I'm sure, father, uh, counselor, writer, um, just so many different roles that he played. I used his recovery materials in my um, early on in my journey for out of coming out of addiction uh, in small group settings, um, you know. And you know, I was actually able to uh, interview him on the podcast uh, a number of years ago, and early on in the podcast, I think three or four years ago. And so, you know, it's just uh, my heart's heavy today. Um, after learning about the news, I don't know the details at this point of what led to, to his passing, but he's with, he's with Jesus now and, uh, no regrets there, not looking back, I'm sure. Um, but I know many people, I'm sure, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe he has in some way touched your life with one of his, you know, one of his workbooks or even a podcast. I know he hosted the Men of Valor podcast. If you listen to that. Um, but just so, so many ways, probably, probably worked with thousands, tens of thousands, even maybe of men in his life. Um, you know, and just his, his legacy will carry on, you know, for, uh, for so, so long and, um, many years to come. But I wanted to share, uh, my thoughts just as, um, as one, one of many, many men who, uh, whose life, whose life has been touched by him. And um, just really important to remember, um, to really remember, and in, in many ways memorialize uh, the people in your life that have that have really influenced you, that really impacted you, really helped you along the way in your journey. You um, know, it's busy. You know, I know life can be busy. You know, we can just kind of you know go like a machine and just go so so fast throughout our week and just power through the week with our jobs and our careers you know, in our families and we've got so many, uh, commitments in our lives and, and that's natural. And that's all, all good stuff. But things sometimes we, we forget to just remember, um, the impact that in a lot of ways, you know, I, I, I know, I don't think I would be where I'm at today without Dr. Laser's, uh, help, his support, his, um, the, the writings that he put out, just championing so many men to be the men of, of, uh, valor, right. Of men of sexual integrity, that God has called them to be. And so, um, so thankful for his life. And I wanted to share some of those thoughts with you guys. Um, 
I'm going to be following up this segment this week with my interview with Dr. Dr. Laser a number of years ago. Um, I, I did uh, was able to do one interview with him. I wanted always wanted to touch, touch base with him again and interview him again. But again, one of the great, great minds in this field of sexual addiction and recovery will be so, so missed. Um, so missed. And I'm um, just, you know, praying for his family right now. And I'm praying for his uh, praying for his wife, his family as they, you know, as they journey through this loss and can't even imagine what they might be, what they must be feeling as being those closest to him. Um, you know, I, I, I live in uh, Delaware, the state of Delaware, and he's, you know, his ministry derives all the way from Minnesota. So that's thousands of miles away, you know, and uh, my heart is heavy. So I can't even imagine what those who are, you know, related family and so, so close must be feeling right now. So let's pray for them. Let's keep them in your thoughts your prayers, um, as, as you maybe, uh, learn about, learn about the situation, but I hope you will enjoy this, this interview that I did with Dr. Laser, uh, quite a few years ago. And, um, this was a, uh, very, very special interview that, uh, that I did with Dr. Laser on, you know, sexual addiction and the, uh, touch on his book, um, taking every thought captive, that he wrote, you know, in the last few years, uh, but such a such a great great man. His legacy will be so rich. I'm so thankful to, to the Lord for his life. So enjoy this interview with Dr. Mark Laser, and I just want to thank you guys for listening to the Pure Gold podcast. We are so grateful to be able to get to record um, and share with you, and and just share you know recovery tips and uh, encouragement with you. Uh, <laughs> Not as regular as we used to be, uh, with just a lot of new things going on in our lives. Um, you know, with our kids going back to school and having just built a home, um, it feels like it's been a little bit more difficult lately to record. But so I'm jumping on my, I'm grabbing my phone whenever, whenever I think about something or my watch and just jot, you know, record that thought and uh, share it with you as often as I can on, uh, on the Pure Gold podcast. So. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this interview with Dr. Laser, and uh, have a great week. Love you guys. Blessings. What led you to, to write a book like this one um, that kind of specifically addresses a person's thought life? Well, it really, as you can imagine, has to do with my own recovery. Uh, you know, I'm a recovering sex addict. I've been sober for almost 27 years now. And, you know, since I began the journey uh, back in 1987, uh, I've you know, knew that, you know, every sinful behavior grows out of a sinful thought. So uh, trying to figure out my own thought life was, you know, where it started and, uh, you know, how to get rid of unwanted thoughts, how to get rid of sinful thoughts, fantasies, lustful thoughts, all of that became an obviously really important issue for me. Uh, being a Christian, I always turn to Scripture and you know, you know, lock in on Second Corinthians 10 verse 5, where you know Paul is teaching us to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So, you know, I, I'm like a lot with a lot of Scripture verses. You know, what the heck does that mean, practically speaking? So, you know, that's where the whole journey started in terms of uh, practically dealing with taking uh, sinful thoughts captive and then you know, making them obedient to uh, the will of God and, you know, 
our uh, pursuit of uh, Christ. So that's where it started. You know, when I when I read that scripture in Corinthians, you know, we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. It's powerful, powerful scripture. But I also look like you said at the practical. And so, do you think it's really possible for someone to have a pure thought life? Not totally. I you know I don't think I don't think we're after uh, never having uh, tempting sexual thoughts. I mean, we live in a sexually saturated culture. Uh, we're going to be bombarded every day with sexual stimuli. You know, even if we're you know just turning on our TVs, going on the internet. Uh, going to a shopping mall, going to a grocery store, going to church for that matter, we're going to run into, you know, sexual temptations and sexual uh, stimuli. So I don't think it's possible to be completely free of that. Uh, If we distinguish, though, between sexual temptations and lust, lust is the process of creating fantasies in our brain about what it would be like to act out on the sexual temptations. I do think it's possible to be free of lustful thoughts. So, and that's a journey, it takes a while, and, uh, but I do think it's possible to be free of that. So in essence, lustful thoughts take effort on the, on the part of you know, the person who's, who's fantasizing, is that right? The, the, yeah, I look at sexual uh, stimuli and temptation are gonna come into our minds. What do we do with it when they get there? I mean, I think that's the key thing. If we pursue them, play them out, carry them through, create fantasies about them, that's the part of it that I think uh, can be taken captive and made obedient to Christ. I don't think we can, you know, by, by locking down our computers, not going out into the world, I don't think we can ever fully avoid sexual temptations and therefore sexual thoughts. It's the uh, playing the sexual thoughts out. That that's, how, what, that's what I would define as lust. So for the, you know, just to maybe add on real quickly for the, you know, the, the man or the woman in, in sexual recovery from an addiction, you know, is it, um, is it fair to say that there, there may be that sense of struggle with, you know, temptations, even in their recovery, right. even if they don't pursue lust, lustful thoughts or fantasies or things like that. Is that right? That is, that is right. That is right. And I think that's a key point, by the way, uh, in, in the sense that if we think we can live uh, a life free of sexual temptation, we're kind of dooming ourselves to lots of frustration. Uh, uh, we'll defeat ourselves before we uh, even get started. So uh, I do think in the early days, it's not an uncommon dynamic for the guys to want to be free of temptation. I mean, I think we've been longing for that for years of our life. and. Uh, you know, I was into pornography, masturbation, and other things for 25 years, and there was rarely a day that went by that I didn't pray to be free of, you know, right. sinful temptations. Um, uh, it wasn't until after I made a decision to completely surrender my life sexually to Christ that I was able to start finding some freedom. But even even today, I mean, I'm 63, almost 64 years old. I mean, just to live in the world, I'm going to be aware of the of the stimuli and the triggers and the uh, various sexual temptations that are out there to go to the health club and work out uh, or whatever. Uh, but today, you know, I'm, I, have a, I have a pretty profound freedom from lustful thoughts. Okay. Well, I think you kind of answered one of my questions there. Oh. I know that I, I find myself um, in my fifth year of recovery, 
you know, sometimes I find myself kind of frustrated um, because even though I don't pursue pornography or, I, you know, I don't look at pornography, I don't masturbate, I don't pursue lustful thoughts, I find those sexual thoughts at times very randomly kind of come in and those, those mental battles still do occur. And, and I, I kind of get frustrated. I don't know if I'm frustrated with myself or if it's a spiritual attack or if it's just the addiction, kind of, you know, if it's just the, the whatever it is. Um, and so that, that can be kind of a frustration sometimes. But I, I appreciate you disting, distinguishing between the two there, between a, a lustful thought and a sexual temptation. I think that's, that's very important for us. Satan wants us to be frustrated. Satan yeah. wants us to feel guilt. Satan wants us to feel shame. Satan wants us to feel out of control. And uh, so I could go on with that one, but I do think that uh, you know when 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 sexual thoughts enter our brain, uh, you know uh, from the book you probably already know that ultimately, you know I feel like they're they're a messenger at some level about what our soul actually needs. So the way to take a thought captive is to say, what what is the message here? Message here? What is my soul trying to tell me? You know, Ooh. when I talk to men and they're experiencing sexual thoughts and fantasies, I'm going to want to know, you know, what those fantasies are to a certain extent because I think they can all be interpreted as an unmet need that the man feels like he has. Ooh. That's the taking it captive part. The making it obedient to Christ part is... How do I get those needs met in a healthy way through my relationship with Christ and my relationship with other uh, men? And then also, of course, how do I get my needs met in healthy ways in my relationship with my wife? And I'm not, there I'm not talking about sexual needs. I think the message is generally about soul needs. It's generally about emotional needs. It's about longings I have for you know, affirmation and nurture and blessing. I think the group of men that I work with, I call them the lost boys. You know, they're hmm. they're they're fatherless. They they have longings for uh, male guidance. Uh, they have lots of longings for blessing and affirmation. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think most sexual fantasies can be traced to deep soul longings. And when we when we recognize that and figure out healthy ways of getting those soul longings uh, met, and of course we could all point to. You know, Psalm 37.4, you know, trust in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the essence of the process. When we learn healthy ways to get our soul desires met, what I think happens is we start having fantasies at that point. Because we don't need them anymore. Okay, okay. So, now do you think that we as individuals can can merely manage, try to just manage our thought life instead of asking those deep soul questions like you were, like you were saying, or is it, um, you know, is there, is there a sense of, you know, I just want to kind of keep every thought in line versus, well, what is my, what is my soul really desiring in this moment? Yeah. I think the way to keep the thoughts in line is to ask yourself, you know, and, you know, start out even in the morning with your daily, you know, meditations or prayer life, you know, God, what would you try to teach me today what what do you want me to know about your will for my life what do you want me to know about your love for me uh, what kinds of uh, Christian fellowship do you want me to be in today stuff like that and I think if we're taking our, our deep soul needs seriously on a daily basis I think we'll be amazed to find that our you know by the way lustful thoughts are not just about sex you know they're about uh, Fantasies are not just about sex. They're about, you know, if I had more money, I'd be fine. If I had 
a better mm-hmm. position at work, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had more accomplishments, if I if I was at the Olympics right now winning a gold medal, I'd be fine. I mean, we all have, you know, yeah, uh, right. lots of lustful thoughts of a variety of kinds, and they all kind of point to the same desires, really, of our heart. And uh, when we start learning how to get those met in a healthy way, the lustful thoughts go away. Okay. I think you started to, to kind of touch on some practical things there, but I'm wondering if maybe you could just kind of go a little, just a little bit deeper with us as far as some specifics um, from your book as to how to really have a pure thought life. Well, you know, in the book, as you know, I, I cover the waterfront of the various kinds of approaches that are that people, uh, you know, uh, teach or preach about, you know, uh, inappropriate thought life. You know, th- there are the strategies that, you know, we can do to, you know, distract ourselves with healthy things, you know, to get rid of thought life. I mean, a lot of guys quote scripture to themselves, sing hymns to themselves and stuff like that. Uh, there's... You know, there's avoidance strategies where we try not to expose ourselves any more than necessary. Like, if in the first several years of our recovery, you know, going to bookstores is not a good thing or going to the beach is not a good thing, we may employ some of that. I know, you know, the self punitive strategies really don't work. In fact, they kind of have the reverse effect, like putting a rubber band around your wrist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, in fact, I think that that actually works in reverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole field now of Christian mindfulness where, you know, the old feeling there is that if you have an unwanted thought and you tell it to go away, the thought becomes stronger. It's like if I said to anybody, don't think about what you're going to have for dinner tonight, then the next couple of minutes we're going to be thinking about what we have for dinner tonight. Right. You know, Christian mindfulness is part of Christian meditation, which basically tells us, you know, let the thoughts be there, but and don't try to necessarily distract yourself, but just let them be there, and then also move on, kind of wave to them up there in your brain someplace, and just say, yeah, but right now I choose to think about something else. Mm. And then, you know, the medi- Christian meditation on a daily basis, you know, has been shown to really... Um, uh, transform thought life. We have guys that are practicing kind of a biblically based form of Christian meditation. Uh, 15 minutes a day has been shown to really do a number on thought life. Uh, so I think that's important. And then um, uh, finally, this approach that we started out talking about, which is just to interview. I mean, to take captive, I think, is to is to question your fantasies and basically ask yourself, what is my soul trying to tell me here? You know, what is my soul trying to teach me about what my deeper soul longings are and then to have a proactive plan to get those longings met in healthy ways I think that is the ultimate strategy you know I think one of the the specific strategies you give in your book that has really helped me I don't know if you would call it a self-affirmation or self-meditation or but when a, when a thought comes to mind, a quick random thing that's just very distracting, um, I'll just, you know, I'll just say, God, you know, my thoughts belong to you. I belong to you. You know, I'm your son. And um, there's just a, I don't know, there's just an affirmation there, and it kind of allows me to kind of get back in line, you know, or back to where I want to be in my sure. thought life. Right. Um, well, uh, even so, that is a, is a brief meditation, you know. Okay. Uh, if you say, you know, Father, I belong to you, that yeah. seven-syllable affirmation is actually one of the more ancient forms of Christian meditation. You know, anything that has seven syllables in it is okay. very meditative. 
and uh, okay. but it's also an affirmation, which is basically what your soul is probably longing for in the first place. To know that God okay. really loves you is very okay. Well, uh, Mark, I really appreciate our time together. I just had one last question for you. Um, and just wrapping up, we're kind of, I guess we're kind of, you know, going back a little bit here. But, you know, the man or the woman that's listening to this, and, and they just, they really want to honor God with their lives, with, especially with their thoughts. And they just don't know where to begin. So what would just, you know, be step one, absolutely start at the beginning. Where could they start? Uh, with this whole process of, of forming their thoughts and making having a pure thought life? Well, I think that, you know, I'm a big believer uh, as a recovering person myself that the average person who's struggling with this has never told anybody about it. I mean, they've never shared it. They've shared the struggle with, uh, if you're a man, other men. If you're a woman, other women. And certainly, you know, spouses, you know, rarely share this kind of thing with each other. So I think the number one thing to think about, the way, one of the ways to disarm these fantasies is to take the secrecy away. Satan loves secrecy. Satan loves silence. So, and, and when you keep this stuff to yourself, hoping that you can control it yourself, you're giving Satan all the power. So I would just say to surrender it in a way is to admit it to at least uh, uh, a network of other men, and that's that's a whole other subject in terms of how we work accountability and uh, so I, but that's the first step that's always the first step and uh, is to get honest and uh, bring it to the light of day and build an accountability network around yourself Really quickly, we just wanted to say thank you for listening to Pure Gold. Uh, we hear a lot of feedback regarding the podcast about how many people are helped from the content that we share, and we're so excited that we get to do that. And we want to, again, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for visiting Purity for Life and the website. We hope that all the content made available there has been a blessing for you. But we want to ask you for your support. We want to ask you uh, to consider giving to Purity for Life and the Pure Gold podcast. And there's an incredibly easy way that you can do that. If you go on to anchor.fm slash purity for life slash support. Again, that's anchor.fm slash purity for life slash support. There's three easy ways, three different tiers that you can give financially to the podcast. Um, you can either do a one-month contribution if you'd like, or you can certainly do um, a monthly contribution. And again, there's three different tiers that you can pick from. Any and all contributions are certainly appreciated. Um, there is a certain level of, of commitment and work that goes into creating this content and this podcast, and we love to do it. Uh, we love to share it with you, but it definitely uh, takes uh, takes time and effort to put in, and sometimes that's time uh, you know time away from family and time on the road. And so uh, we just we really need your support, and we'd really appreciate any kind of support you could give. Again, it's Anchor.fm slash purity for life slash support for more information there where you can give to the podcast. And I hope you certainly will. We would love to continue putting out content to help you on your journey uh, towards sexual freedom and sexual integrity. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Pure Gold, our weekly podcast from Purity for Life. 
Don't forget to visit our website for additional content, including our entire podcast archive, articles, links, and videos to help encourage you on your journey for sexual purity. All this and more can be found at pflhome.com. Also, follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.